Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Mon Goals, uh, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the results are in. You loved me as a host. And so I'm back for a second swing uh, with me, me and Josh. Josh, thanks for coming along on the ride. How you doing? Good. I, I go on vacation and I come back and I find out you're the new host of Mongols. Yeah, uh, Mike's gone. Mike's yeah, gone. He's, he's just, done. Just, just you now. You, you run this show. Uh, <laughs> but no, I listen. Please to no. Week's yeah, that was, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of surprised. Like, I kind of like asked the question tentatively because I was on vacation during this game, so I like watched it. But I was, you know, vacation brain, hanging yeah, out with yeah. a bunch of people. Um, uh, drinking and uh, so it's just like uh do you want to host it and you're like yeah sure i'm gonna host i'm like oh, oh that, that worked cool <laughs> <laughs> i think it was you know no if, if i didn't do it last week i totally wouldn't have done it this week but i think it's just like oh, whatever i'll do two in a row and then never do it again for another like whatever year so so he thinks <laughs> try me i'll yeah. i'll start I'll, I'll start pushing back uh don't don't worry um I assume vacation was good and you had a chance to recharge, but I don't want to assume that. These yeah, days. yeah, vacation was a lot of fun. This is a friend's vacation where we go and just hang out with, you know, a bunch of friends. We have a pool. Usually we get an Airbnb with a pool. And so we had a pool there. So that was fun. Uh, we uh, did have a lot of wildlife this time. We went to Deep Creek. And uh, as soon as we got there, literally there was a mama bear and four cubs Ooh. right outside the front door and it's like uh well i guess we have to wait to get out of the car until they <laughs> go away uh the rest of the group had already gotten there so like we were the last one to show up me and liz and so like they banged some pots and pans and they ran away we loaded up the house and then like two nights later uh one the the mama bear like decided like hey i'm gonna see if there's any food in this house and so literally our bedroom window was facing the front of the house and she ripped the screen of our window, Whoa. tore out the screen and like the frame, the screen was around and like scared the crap out of Liz. Like she was she was in the bedroom. I was still downstairs. So she like comes running downstairs like there was a bear trying to get into the house. <laughs> so we <laughs> run upstairs and sure enough, my friend just like opens up the curtain and there's the bear just like staring at him like she didn't get through the glass like it wasn't like, you know. She was also pretty tiny, so I was wasn't worried about her actually being able to get in the glass. But it was still a freaky moment where just like the bear, she's like, "Yo, what's up?" <laughs> and then she ran away. So, yeah, that's uh, that's no joke. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah. any. Was there any other wildlife, or did you? Uh, so I mean... we were told there were rattlesnakes hmm. around the house, and like that was one of the reviews said, like, "Hey, be careful with rattlesnakes." Like the the brochures and stuff like that said, like, you know, there's wildlife. Uh, and the gardener guy, like uh, the landscaping guy, he came and one day and he was like, yeah, see that giant rock up there? The boulder? There's like about six of them in that boulder. So don't hang around there. It's like, OK, I'm just not leaving the house. <laughs> uh, I'm going to the pool. I'm going to the house. I'm already kind of an indoor guy to begin with. So. Uh... <laughs> so you booked this place for next year is what you're saying, right? Like, that's Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> we're talking about it right now. Like, yeah, the bedroom situation was pretty nice. There was plenty of bedroom, plenty of space. I mean, honestly, the indoor space was great. There was also like a big giant theater room and uh, we watched RRR. I don't know if you know, know that movie. It's no. like a 
that's not Bollywood, but like Bollywood, it's an Indian movie and it's just awesome over the top. It's also like four hours though. So that's, (laughs) yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was a great trip. Had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And it was nice to, uh, be able to watch the hounds and actually see a victory. Uh, yeah. Wait, speaking of which, there we go. It's been, I was, yeah, it has, it's been some time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even, even if you weren't here, I think, or even if you, yeah, weren't here, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be cracking anything. You're the, you're the designated, (laughs) you're the designated one on that one. Let's uh, transition and talk about the Atlanta game. Um, Josh, you mentioned you kind of caught, you know, bits and pieces of this and then, you know, you looking at the stats obviously and everything. Um, I mean, talking about the shape of game, you know, Hounds win obviously two to one away from home. Uh, Deke scores two, um, and then in between Deke's goals, Deke scored right before halftime, and then on the 70th minute, and then Atlanta United uh, to get um, a, a goal on the 66th minute from Jackson Conway. Um, talking about, I guess let's talk about the lineups um, because I think that's still it was a little bit of a a theme um last week and it remains a theme uh this week i think we can there's a, i don't know there's a lot to talk about from the goalkeeper uh all the way up to kizza um so do you have i yeah i mean I, you didn't get a chance to obviously contribute your thoughts on the rotation from last week or you know the, the running weeks now um i know there's been a little bit of chat about um kind of potential future rotation in the games for the rest of the season um around you know prioritizing games over other ones and and all of that so i don't know what with using this game against atlanta uh atlanta as kind of a starting off point and then using the context of previous and, and future games what are your thoughts around kind of the general rotation of the team right now i mean honestly this is these are the games i expect to see rotation in like i i i like even keeper situation, like I, I'm not surprised to see the rotation on these games. If it backfires on us, that's when it's uh, concerning. Like you know, with Red Bulls, that that was concerning. But it, these are the games we should be rotating on, like that we should be seeing, and especially with the Wednesday game coming up. Like it's, it makes sense to me why we would see rotation in this particular game. Um, and it didn't really concern me when I saw the lineup. I was like, yeah, yeah, rotation. Big surprise. Like, uh, this is the game you expect it for. Yeah, I, th- I think given the game on Wednesday, especially, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think maybe the interesting part is maybe the spots where it comes in and then the players that were brought on um, to kind of continue, well, not continue the rotation, but the, the, the players that were brought on as subs. So, for example, you know, we see Argudo get some time. Um, we see, you know, Ibarra, who's, I feel like, been a bit a bit more on the fringes of, of late. Um, we also see, I mean, Williams gets his second straight start at, at kind of left center back. Um, I don't know if that's kind of queuing up Jelani Peters for a midweek start. Um, but, yeah, oh, and then, of course, yeah, I mean, like, the goalkeeper with, with Kevin Silva. I'm still not 100% sure. Do, do you know of any chat around, you know, that? goalkeeper situation i haven't heard anything and i thought it was also interesting that Vosvik is the one that traveled yeah as well as silva so you know you which like is look. different from the red bulls game at least yeah yeah so that, that was interesting as well um i 
I still don't think we should read too much into these last two games as far as lineups go, because like these games, I expected to see rotation to begin with. Um, kind of like a you know a little bit of a a rest before going into the the final part of the season and trying to like get all the points you can. So like these are the games that you expect your backup players to be able to, the bench players to be able to put away. Um, I, yeah, like I, not seeing Cincerone travel that was interesting as well. Like I yeah. kind of expect like even if we do play our bench players that we will see a stacked bench at that point to come on and clean up if need be. Um, so that's kind of like a risky maneuver there to not really have a stacked bench as much. Like I was surprised by that. Uh, and Kelly not coming in, uh, you know, like he traveled, he was there and I would have thought with the, the newer players and like, kind of like the backup players, like Kelly would, be Dane Kelly would be a perfect person to come on and like maybe even start this game or like something. But the fact that he didn't even play was kind of interesting. I don't know what to make of that. Well, that and well, okay. So it could have been the situation of the game. Um, you know, Kizza gets substituted off. Deco finishes the game. Um, you know, when, when Kizza gets subbed, the face of the game uh, allowed for more of a kind of, midfield dominated setup rather than two out and out forwards. And I, I know Argudo can kind of play the forward role, but Argudo was kind of dropping a little bit more deep and et cetera, et cetera. Before we talk a little bit more about like the players and everything, um, I want to Mike uh, queued up some of the polls um, for us to, to share and talk about. So before the game, uh, Mike sent out a poll um, about uh, predictions against uh, what everyone thinks the result would be against Atlanta um 60 percent of everyone said hounds win by three or win by less than three sorry um and 22 percent said cry ourselves to sleep uh so so i mean mike set a pretty high bar there between uh the plus you know over three or under three and i think you know realism prevailed and and mostly everyone said we uh we win less less than three which which is obviously how it kind of played out um and then, I mean, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but I think this kind of segues into a deeper discussion around some of the players that started it and eventually got subbed on. Um, the poll Mike put out after was, you know, who was the player of the match? Uh, Dequa, Griffin, Mertz, or Shane Wheat? Um, and 77% of everyone said Dequa was uh, player of the match. Um, I, I do want to say... Let's we can we can talk about Dequa a little bit, if nothing more, because uh, Liz made a comment of saying, you know, it was nice to see Dequa finish some of those lovely crosses, which is was what which it was. Um, particularly the one I'm thinking about, uh, Rivera put in a beautiful ball with his left foot, um, just right right on the head of Dequa, and Dequa could have gotten a at least another one where he kind of just headed it straight down into the ground and it bounced up, and he and uh, Dequa could have had yeah more than two goals in this game. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I guess in in staying on that conversation, uh, I, I have another point on the player of the match thing that I don't want to forget. But staying on the conversation of Dequa, um, in relation with Kiza and Kelly, I mean, I remember when Kiza was brought in, uh, we had a discussion around like what what do we think this means? And to be fair, I think it was nearly impossible to, well, maybe not. 
maybe there are people out there who saw it and, and I didn't. But for me, in my mind, it was nearly impossible to try to predict what Kizza would or wouldn't do because it was just such an unknown little information that we're dealing with. And I just assumed Kizza would be coming at the back of the line for our forwards. And that would mean, you know, Dequa, Ciceroni and Kelly at least kind of getting ahead of them. And that's assuming, you know, we're playing a consistent and regular kind of two forward setup. But Kizza starts the game. Kelly doesn't get on. Um, I'm thinking, particularly, I'm interested in having a conversation around what you think about how Kizza kind of fits into the team for the rest of the season, as well as kind of counterbalancing that with how you think uh, Dane Kelly kind of plays out for the rest of the season. What do you think? I think both are bench. I, I don't. I don't think we're going to see Kizza be a main staple in the front. I mean, I. I just. We have a good lineup as it is, and I unless there's injuries, that's going to change things. I could see us just using both of them as bench players, uh, you know, subs coming on. Uh, unless, like I, like I said, this game I was watching, but I, I don't know if I fully absorbed. But do, did you feel like he performed particularly like outstanding and worthy of taking someone's spot? No, I mean. So Dequa gets two goals and Ciceroni has been generally hot. So no, I don't, I don't think Kizza has any claim on a starting, a starting role um, anytime soon. That being said, I I'm more impressed with him than I thought I'd be. I think he, he picks up good positions. I think he's smart in how he kind of lays the balls, lays the ball off and then makes runs in behind the defense and, you know, opens up space. I think his first touch is pretty good. Um, I think he he's lacking a little bit on the kind of the pure finishing side, but to be honest, I think mostly everyone is, <laughs> except yeah. maybe Ciceroni and and maybe Dane Kelly. We just haven't seen enough of Dane Kelly. Um, I mean, yeah, I mentioned before. I mean, Deke was gets two goals, and Deke has been generally great. You know, seventy seven percent of the, the people on Twitter think he was man of the match. I, I mean, I I think you know, Deke was finishing probably isn't the best. Uh, you know, he's he's scoring some chances. Um, or wasted some chances uh, this game. And so, yeah, I mean, it, I think Kizza has a role to play. I just think it's really interesting about how he kind of balances out with Kelly, especially, I don't know, I've, I've thought from what I've seen of Kelly, I thought Kelly looks fine. I don't see any fault in how he's, you know, fitting in the starting lineup or whatever. But So, like, if I remember right, D-Wade only really had that one miss uh chance where it completely skied like the weird bounce that went over the goal somehow even though he was like right in front of the goal and it was just amazing that it didn't go in. Uh but other than that I I like I don't know. I had this I had this issue also with Mike on uh on Instagram or not Instagram on Twitter. Uh kept on making the the joke, you know, how did he miss that? How did he miss that? Most of those weren't misses. Both of most of those were shots on goal that got saved. It's not a miss. Like I, I feel like there is a difference there. Like you if you get a shot on goal and you, you know, do a good job getting that shot on goal, if the keeper saves it or a defender gets in the way, that's not you missing it. It's that they did a good job defending it. Like, I feel like there is a big difference there. I I'll agree with you to an extent. I think when you're, when you're in front of the net and you have 80% of the, just gaping open looking at you and then you end up hitting it to the 20% that's not when you're there's little pressure and you're close and the but you know but you know but I I take your point and I think it's to a to a larger extent I think uh 
I think that's an issue across the team. I think we'll, we'll, we create, and this is how I felt in this game too. I don't know. I, I don't know if there was a general negative sentiment around um, how people felt uh, during the game. I don't know if Mike had a pull about that. Yeah. How are you feeling? Look at that. How are you feeling after last night's performance? Um, 70% of the people on Twitter said frustrated. We struggled. I didn't, uh, I mean, look, it's, it was Atlanta and we only won by one and we let in a goal. So I get on surface level that doesn't look great. I thought we created a lot of chances. I thought, you know, Dequa at least you know, had at least one sitter I can think of that he missed. Um, I thought, yeah, we created chances. Going back to what I was talking about before, I think the likes of, you know, Mertz and, and Forbes sometimes um, will get into half decent positions and then yeah just kind of shoot it right at the goalkeeper and that's like you know it's it's a little frustrating on that end but um but yeah i what i um liz is blowing up comments and i feel like i don't know for making fun of mike uh, uh, okay <laughs> there was a couple there are a couple ones too i feel like she was uh making a really good point that i want to touch on but i don't know Liz, Liz, I'm just you're you're the second and a half, you know, person on tonight's show. I'm just gonna throw up all your comments. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think there there's I think we have we have a general issue of that where I think this team works pretty well together and creates a lot of chances for each other, and then we'll get into half decent positions and then just kind of shoot it right at the keeper or kind of you know, yeah, put it wide, and then maybe that speaks to the whole like XG blah 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 kind of you know stuff. Um, but uh. But yeah. No, that's that's probably why I have such an issue with the XG game flow chart thing, because like this team in particular has a, a habit of creating great opportunities, but then squandering them. So to me, I look at those XG things. I'm like, yeah, that, those aren't goals. Those are all those beautiful opportunities that we just you know squandered away. Uh, so it's a little bit frustrating to actually look at that chart because we do tend to have a lot of good opportunities. Um, just looking at it, you would think we would have had at least four goals from this chart. Like it looks like the ones that were actually good opportunities. One of them, especially was, I think that's probably the Dequa one. Uh, yeah. looks like, you know, should have been more of a goal than their actual goals were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so going back to how everyone was kind of feeling after this, yeah, I, I don't, I, I thought this was a decent game where essentially Atlanta scored on their only chance. And I do want to say, I think, you know, so Atlanta score from I think Dixon gave the ball away in build up in a in an in an area of the field where it's you shouldn't you, you know it's fine if you give the ball away and you're opposition third. It's not great when you're in your own half and you you know put it you pass it to the middle of the field and just right to an Atlanta player and they counter and they score off of that. But I felt so there was there was that instance where Atlanta scored pretty much all all of the other few chances that Atlanta had um largely were driven by our own kind of self-inflicted mistakes um i mean to be positive there weren't abundant they you know they, they weren't abundant but you know it it feels like we we uh yeah i mean we it, we we give the opposition chances once or twice in a game and, and lately it's been it's been hurting us i think um, it was we uh that was post be marking Conway, the guy who scored. And I just, I don't, he had an acre of space. Like it was so much space around Conway. I, I don't understand how he's that open in the box, especially when it wasn't like a, you know, fast breakaway or anything like that. We had, I think five, six people in the box 
to their three that were around the goal. And like just somehow he is just in a triangle of uh, Atlanta players by himself. And it just amazed me that he was that open that yeah. he didn't have to like fight for the ball. It was literally just up, oh, jump up, get a header on the ball and back of the net. It was it was way too easy. It was very frustrating to see that goal. Um, but as far as frustration go, that was really all my frustration was that goal. Like I, I get people saying that, you know, we're playing against Atlanta. We should be dominating this game. We're playing down to Atlanta. We're also playing, you know, half our bench. We're, we're, I don't know. Like this isn't a game where I expected them to, you know, show up with all their guns blazing and get four in the back of the net. Like I kind of expected this to be a little bit more of a scrappy game. If we're winning, cool. If not, put on some more guys and and get the job done. That's also what I thought Red Bull should have been. And the fact that it wasn't that was frustrating to me. The fact that we, you know, did squander that one. We didn't squander this one. We we got the three points we needed. We got two good goals. Both goals were actually great, I thought. Um yeah. team play on both those, they just looked great. So I'm not I'm not upset about this game at all. We got the three points and you know, we also got to rest a whole bunch of players. So win win. No, I agree. I mean, I think it's, it, yeah, it it wasn't something where it was a slog and we struggled and we scored on the only two chances we had and that was it. You know, like, yeah, it, I think overall it was, it was pretty good. Um, going back to just kind of giving away chances, you know, Liz, I see, this is why I like being host because I'm just going to put up like every single <laughs> chat. Um, Liz mentioned, you know, in the playoffs, uh, one chance is all it takes. And I think that's, that's the thing that kind of, yeah, it, plays in the back of my mind with this team of I think that's been a running narrative for me on the back end of the season where you know the hounds are generally good for 95 percent of the game but five percent tends to keep reoccurringly hurting us um for for all the teams that we're playing um speaking of uh saving uh some some legs for charleston midweek so uh we have we have Charleston midweek, and then we have Loudon on the weekend. So, Josh, you were mentioning, you know, we we were doing rotation. So, if you look at if you look at the lineup for for this Atlanta game, um, with the mindset of, you know, yeah, okay, so we have, we have a midweek coming up against Charleston. What do you like in three or three games time, two weeks time when we play Louisville? And, you know, we won't have a midweek game. There's no more rotation left, assuming everyone's fit. I mean, I know there's a huge question mark around what's happening with the keeper position. You can kind of table that and forget that. If, we, if, we're, if we're looking at the Atlanta game as a, as a starting spot for what we think the best 11 is going into finishing up this end of the season and potentially going into the playoffs, we've, we have a big sample size now. We've seen a lot of these players, you know, play. We've seen how Lily wants to play. I'll kind of try to categorize things and make things a bit easier for you. I'll assume that, you know, in a defensive sense that you're okay with Ordonez and we, and maybe there's just, you know, split between Williams and Jelani Peters, yay or nay. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I, I feel like it's, it's going to be weird to say this, but um, I'm trying, I was trying to pull it up because I'm pretty positive. I'm right. But the lineup we had for Memphis, uh, the game we lost 2-0. Uh, 
<laughs> I feel like that's probably our best lineup. <laughs> so I don't have that in front of me. I don't know if you do at this point. Yeah, I was trying to pull it up, but I'm pretty positive. It was just our regular starters. I mean, like what we've seen for the most part from the whole season. Um, well, for the most recent part of the season. I, I Yeah, I, I don't think we should take anything into these last two games as far as our lineup goes. Like, I, I honestly don't think this is indicative of what we should be seeing going forward. So Ordonez, Wheat, uh, either Williams or Jelani Peters, uh, presumably Griffin, Mertz, and Forbes in the middle, uh, yeah. Dequa, Ciceroni up top, and then yeah. you're kind of picking probably Dixon right wing back and then question mark around left wing back. You know, DeSantos, Sims, Rivera. I think it's Rovi though, right? Like, I mean, that's what he puts in a great cross for the decoy. Yeah, (laughs) that that goal was fantastic. I I mean, probably Dos Santos, actually, because I feel like he gets more looks than Rovi does as far as that position. But I, I don't I don't think I'd be upset with either one of those Sims. I like Sims. I like him a lot. I just don't think he's obviously shown Bob what he needs to show Bob to get a consistent start. And there has to be a reason that he's not getting a consistent start. Um, He's a fun player to watch, though. So there's that scenario we're playing louisville we're down one no we're tied one one uh 70th minute uh ciceroni goes down hurt are you bringing on kizza or dane kelly oh god um <laughs> i mean there's not a huge sample size for kizza so i i yeah. i'm gonna say dane kelly just because i know what he can bring to the table i am very 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 concerned about why he's not getting hardly any game time so that that to me says that he's probably something's up. There's something wrong. Um, just not performing or injured or something. Something's nagging him. So I, it was probably, I, I still think you say Dave Kelly because of the, the, you know, you know, he has it in him. Right. Uh, but Kizza, if, I mean, if he's the one that's going to be performing, I wouldn't be upset to see Kizza there. <laughs> yeah, me neither. No, I think I, I, I don't think there's a right answer for that. I, so I have a theory on, on Kelly, I'm going to digress for a bit here because you know Mike's not watching, so we can do whatever we want. I, I don't have a tin hat, so I, I can't put on your conspiracy theory, <laughs> so but I'm here for it. Here, here, here's my here's my theory. Um, I think there are some players at all levels of soccer, maybe even just sport in general, um, that kind of need to be the focal point of a team and a team needs to be kind of built and designed around them to one extreme you can think of ronaldo or messi or whatever where you know you're not you're not putting them as a puzzle piece into a larger puzzle piece where it all works you know in concert together you're saying okay how can we help you know ronaldo or messi and in a maybe more reasonable kind of extent i'm thinking of like the uh, St. Maximin guy in Newcastle seems incredible, but I can't see, I could be really wrong. I can't see St. Maximin going to play for Real Madrid or city or, you know, you know, any PSG or something. Um, Cause it just, it feels like, you know, at that at a certain level, you need to kind of be a unit, you know, ac- across the board or just say, okay, fine. We're just going to play off of our best player and kind of go off that way. I have a theory that, that's what Dane Kelly is in Bob Lilly's eyes where Dane Kelly's great, but he's not seeing enough of him working with 
his other forwards and his midfielders. He sees him more as an island, you know, goal scorer who's great at scoring goals, but that's it. And he's and he just doesn't like that because I I don't have any. I haven't seen really anything bad from him all season. So that's the only thing I can think of that, or he's not putting it into practice, but I also don't think that you score that many goals over the course of your career. Um, and you're not, you know, you don't practice well. I'm always worried that the, the reasoning behind some of these players who have come here, who have been older players who we expect to perform at don't, or just veteran scorers, I should say is, is it turf? Is it is it the fact that they're practicing and playing? That's, come on, that's even more tin hat than me. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is, and I agree. Uh, but hey, I you know I, I was here for this podcast to be a tin hat. To be time, so <laughs> I'm going with it. But I, I'm I'm always worried that like the fact that we play on turf and it's just some players aren't good on turf or like you know their legs aren't young enough to play on turf and they it just wears on them a lot faster. And that's why some of these players have not performed that we've seen veteran players come in. Uh, and then I think, well, probably not because Herzog hasn't been performing anywhere. So it's fine. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I, I don't know. I, with Dane Kelly, it is interesting because there are definitely players that you need to play the ball in front of them. Like they need to be that they need the right type of passes to be good. I don't know enough about his previous performances to know if that's, him uh right. honestly just have not done the research for him looking yeah, at same. you know tapes for previous positions and pl- i mean uh previous uh clubs he's played for yeah. if he's that type of player but there are, are those type of players and like i would i would push back a little bit on the whole like Messi and uh ronaldo thing because i feel like the reason why some of those players are where they're at is because they're not those type of players like mm-hmm. you don't have to play the ball to their you know in front of them or to their feet or like make sure their backs not to goal like Messi will just get the ball and just, you know, pretty much dribble his way into where he needs to be in scores. So, right. Uh, Ronaldo, well, I don't know about him, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, kind of wrapping up this game, uh, as a reminder, some, uh, some podcast administration, uh, we had an interview with Hounds president, Jeff, uh, Jeff Gardner, uh, last Wednesday. Uh, go out and listen to that if you haven't already. I mean, I think it's on YouTube and blah, 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 blah. It's on our feed. Um, it, it was an awesome podcast, by the way. I listened to it during vacation, loved it. And then, like, right away, I, I go on Discord, the Steel Army Discord. Everyone's talking about there. Go on the Steel Army Slack. Everyone's talking about there. It Twitter, people are talking about. Like, it was a very good interview. Very cool to see. Um, I've talked to Jeff a couple times now, uh, just uh, on the phone for the Steel Army stuff or in person. He's come to a tailgate or two. And uh, yeah, he's been awesome. Like, I'm super excited for Jeff. He seems like a great guy. Um, yeah, so definitely listen to that. And uh, he is definitely active during games as well. Like, you can see him walking around. Uh, I think he was a little bit chatty during the post game. <laughs> <laughs> the last game he was at, he was on the loudspeaker. Uh, really wanted to make sure all the kids knew where to play versus where to get the autographs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there, there was that. But yeah, he, he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to to kind of talk about how I thought that podcast went. But yeah, I mean, he yeah, he was he was extremely nice to us, uh, as you would expect, um, both kind of before and after uh, we hit the record button. He was very professional throughout, obviously, and 
I mean, yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest things is, you know, he, he identified that there's been a lot of ton- turnover at the front office and, you know, he, he wants to put some longevity around it. And it seems like he's really cued into the details of what the fans are, are talking about and asking about. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but, uh, but go out and check the, check the podcast. Um, let's see, there's a couple other, uh, couple other things. I mean, I guess quickly with the Atlanta game too, I just did, I, did, I thought it was really weird how the announcer, I, I've never heard announcers talk more about a ref's performance. And it's just like, all right, like <laughs> to the point where it was a little <laughs> unnecessary, but you know, read into that what you will. Uh, but, uh, so, oh, and then Justin, um, yeah, is doing new pregame segments, right? Josh, have you had a chance to check this out? I haven't. Cause I, I did. It was really cool. Um, so Justin is doing like a YouTube, like a short little, I think it was like three minutes or five minutes, something like that, where he kind of does a little preview for the the coming game and gives some notes and like shout out to Justin. He, he had a production value there. He had, uh, you know, on-screen graphics come up. He had uh replay or like play by play show up and graphics nice. and that kind of stuff. It was really cool. I was not expecting that. I thought it was just going to be like a little like TikTok style video or just like talking about the game. And then that was it. But yeah, there was some production there. It was it was really cool. And he's excited to do it. He's going to start doing those. And we don't have a name for that segment yet. Because um, we have like, we're, we've been calling it the Mon Min or whatever, the stuff at halftime. And we have the full 90. And we have Mon Goals. Like, what do we call this preview? I guess you just call it the like five minute preview, short preview, Mon preview. I don't know. <laughs> Something with the board preview. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea is that these will come out the morning before the game of the game day so that way you can you know just kind of get a little bite-sized you know briefing on what this game is going to be what to expect and that kind of stuff there's a twitter poll in there somewhere to crowdsource the name so (laughs) we can figure that out but yeah that's that's awesome um so already kind of hinted at it uh two games in the next five days uh i'm gonna rattle through some just general information um and josh i'll pause and then if you want to provide any kind of context around it but yes home against the battery on wednesday at 7 p.m uh old guard shield on the line um so, so josh i know what you said in the past you know this is very important for you personally, so you don't have to do any shipping. <laughs> three zero. We're looking for a three zero. Detroit could do it. We can do it. The th- Detroit just beat uh, the battery three zero, and uh, which, by the way, battery now officially knocked out of the playoffs. They cannot. They're they're eliminated. There's three clubs now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're playing all three in a row. <laughs> it's New York, <laughs> Atlanta, and now Charleston Battery. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, this is our chance that, that makes that two two draw even worse now that i think about it but yeah anyway <laughs> against uh new york uh but yeah so the three zero obviously the the, the scoreline i'm looking for uh because i want to see us keep the old guard shield um if it's two nil you don't keep it i don't think so wasn't the first game we played against them yeah I we lost three nil we lost well was it three one or was it three nil i think it was three nil i don't remember but yeah if it's yeah, that's right. It was three zero. So like, if we draw with them three zero again, like if we get three zero, they got three zero. It stays with whoever had it last, and we had it last. So right. that's why. I mean, all signs point to a Hounds win, whether it's by a three goal margin. Gosh, we hope so. <laughs> um, and then on the weekend, we're away at Loudon uh, Sunday 
at 7.30 p.m. Uh, last time we played them was back in April, and we won 2-0. A lot of season has happened since then. Uh, on the verge of being eliminated from the playoffs, so not quite Red Bulls, Atlanta, or Charleston levels, um, but uh, yeah, on the verge of being eliminated. Um, they did beat Atlanta United 2 last week, 3-1. to one. Um, so we'll, we'll see how we kind of queue up for that. Um, I, I don't want to get into details around predictions or whatever, Josh, I assume we, uh, we both think this, this is going to be two wins. Yeah, they better be. I mean, one Charleston battery is, is in third to last place and the limited from playoffs. I expect that one to be a win, especially at home. Uh, and then Loudon is not a good team. They're in 11th. Uh, so essentially they're just just barely uh still fighting for playoff position right now so it's yeah these are all bottom feeder table or bottom feeder clubs <laughs> this season so it mm-hmm. we should win i don't see why we wouldn't yeah i mean and it's we're getting closer uh to trying to oh i mean not, i mean i don't know we'll see let's Birmingham still looking at the table. I, sorry for the people who are watching. We don't have a graphic, but looking at the table right now, we're still in fifth. Um, three points behind Birmingham, who's in fourth, who's ahead of us, but we still have that game in hand against Birmingham. I assume this midweek game is the game in hand. Uh, I assume Birmingham isn't playing midweek. Um, yes, yeah, they're not. They're, Birmingham's next game, they played uh, this past weekend where they beat the uh, Red Bulls 3 1, um, and then they're playing Miami on the weekend. So uh this this week we have uh we're making up the game in hand if we get the win we'll be tied on points uh with birmingham um but what i did i houndsley pointed out that i think i got the goal difference or the not the goal difference but the tie break wrong and it was i think <laughs> i might be spreading misinformation again josh <laughs> check me but from from listening to their podcast i think it's what it's head to head right uh, it the is the head to head. So head to head on points earned in r- regular season league games. Uh, so, yeah. So if we're tied in points with Birmingham, it would be head to head against that. And then it's goal differential head to head. And then it's points per game versus in conference opponents in regular season. It's super complicated. Like none of that's like <laughs> intuitive at all to me. Um, yeah, me neither. But yeah, just remember the first two, because I feel like that's probably all you're going to need to remember. Head-to-head points earned in regular season league. So just head-to-head points. And then after that, it's goal differential. Head-to-head. So, I mean, quickly looking back at our schedule for the for the season, what I think, the you know, last time we played Birmingham, we beat them 1-0. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even if we get a draw then presumably we're still ahead of ahead on ahead of them if we finish the season equal on points if we beat Birmingham early in the season if we get a draw in this game coming up that means that that pushes us over the edge and we finished fourth and they finished fifth yeah the fact that we still play Birmingham is huge and the fact that it's right after it's a midweek game and it's right after we we play Louisville is kind of like the point of contention from everyone because like everyone's thinking like hey Yes, we play Louisville at home, but th- we're not get we're not catching up to Louisville. Like, do is it better to rest your starters against Louisville, take the loss there if you have to, hope for a draw, and then going into Wednesday match, go all out against Birmingham because if it is head to head or because it is head to head, 
uh, you, you don't want to fall behind there. Like, even if you, I, I guess we can, you know, still end up ahead of them in points, which is what we'd have to do. But if we end up drawing them in points, they're going to overtake us then. So, well, you set it up. What would you do? <laughs> would you, uh, would you do some rotation against Louisville or would you, uh, try to go full out for, for both? I don't think you have to do rotation. I mean, if you're consistently having games that are on Wednesday, I get it. You know, there is a, a strain there. But if you just have one Wednesday game and then the rest are Saturday games, like the guys can play two games in a row. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like you need to have this heavy rotation just because you have a Wednesday game. Um, I get doing heavy rotation when it's a Wednesday game and you're playing a, a crap team bottom of the table. Like, yeah, sure. Do your rotation. You're, you're, you're playing a bottom feeder team. Do your rotation regardless, like just to get, you know, minutes for other players. But Louisville at home, I don't want to see that game be thrown away. Like I get tactically people are like, yeah, it makes more sense. Do it. You know, it's like, but no, like this is a game. This is a situation where there's pride on the line there's there's hometown you know like this i don't ever want to throw away a game especially to louis so no <laughs> that's just the way i feel like no don't throw away this game you play your starters you, you show up you have a great game and you know you you give everyone something to talk about and you know it's also a great test because that's who you're probably going to be playing in the playoffs so like you want to see how you stack up against them. You want to see, you want to do your best against them to see what you have to work on. If you show up with, you know, all of the bench players and you, you you don't really care about this game, how is that going to help us at all in the playoffs as far as like how to stack up against Louie? It's not. So show up against Louie. And then I still feel like we have the legs and we can still show up against Birmingham on Wednesday. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal personally. I completely agree. I mean, I think the other thing, too, the context around it is this isn't like, you know, the week before um, the Louisville-Birmingham stretch, we we don't have a midweek game the previous, you know, the previous week. So this isn't like we have two weeks in a row where we have two yeah. Wednesday games and we're, you know, and then after that, you know, Birmingham is sitting right in the middle of three. I mean, you can't sit right in the middle of three home <laughs> games, but it's 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 in the it's in there. It's home game, away game, home game, home game. And, you know, that, and that's the only midweek game around that. After, after that, we, we have another break. So, yeah, I mean, I think adrenaline pushes you over for this. You can ask your, you know, your, your strongest 11 to go twice in a week for one week, you know, in, in a broader stretch of three. And like you said, I mean, this is the time where you need to start getting momentum for playoffs. So, yeah, no, I, I don't see, I don't see any reason. <laughs> Well, and not just momentum. We just need points. Like yeah. we don't have very many games left. Like it's not like we, you know, can, you know, biff it against Louie and then still have plenty of games to make up more points. No, like we need all the points we can get. So it, we should show up for all these games we have left. And it's going to be super awkward and weird with the four matches at the end against West Coast teams where you don't really know quality wise where you stack up against them and right. or how they're going to show up or you know all that kind of stuff we're lucky that three of the four matches that we have against west coast teams are at home so that's nice so at least they'll they'll have the tired traveling legs than we will but still 
you need those points and those are unknowns harder to gauge. So you, you know what you're getting up against with Louisville and Loudon and Charles, like all those. So in Birmingham, so like you want those games to matter. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think this team has shown the ability to turn it on when they need to <laughs> over the course of the season. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I don't have confidence in us, you know, kind of, taking the Louisville game lightly and then thinking we can turn it on midweek against Birmingham. Um, quickly going back, uh, Liz suggested um, calling it the Monsource, uh, Justin's preview uh, video, the Monsource and keeping that everything going. I don't mind that, uh, but I am definitely not the one picking the name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let us know on Twitter uh, what you think about uh, Justin's video. Um and uh, any ideas about naming conventions? I think that about wraps us up. Josh, any uh, anything else to to talk about? Did I did I just nail two weeks of hosting? I think I did. I think you did. I think you did it. <laughs> two weeks of hosting. You're regular now. Uh, you know, I uh, will happily let you host every podcast that Mike's not on. <laughs> from here on out you're welcome it's 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 an honor to, to for you to have that and uh i expect you to treat it like that and uh not no, no, to no, no, push no. back and make me host ever again <laughs> josh I, I i am by no means you know a a, a veteran D D player but i've been playing it a little bit uh with my friends virtually over the past like year and a half i've recently you know our DM who's running it was like, guys, I really need a break. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. I'll step it in. I'll lighten the load. And I, this is the exact context here. This is, I'm just, I was like, you know what? Josh was on vacation and he's already hosted in the past. And you know, I, I got this, I can do this. This isn't because I want to do this necessarily, but uh, you're no longer a player. You are now a DM yeah. <laughs> forever and ever and ever. Cause no one else wants that job. <laughs> Just like the host of the Mongol. Yes. Uh, Mike does a very good job. And, and uh, I think he likes it hosting. I don't know. I hope he likes I, it. That would actually be kind of, I don't think Mike has ever been on a podcast and not been a host. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, you should let him do that sometime. <laughs> I'm not volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. We're probably part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasts covering local soccer. Help us keep doing what we're doing. Head over to bgm.fm, bgn.fm, and click on the donate button to help us cover our expenses. Thank you for your support. Week, weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. And thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Later. <laughs>